Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. We are talking about leadership. Do you consider yourself a good leader? Actually, do you consider yourself a leader at all? This is the question we're exploring today. This is going to be a shorty episode, but I want to give you the five traits that all startup founders must acquire in order. No, let me start again. Hello, welcome to this week's episode. Today we're talking about leadership. So do you consider yourself a good leader? Do you consider yourself a leader at all? Well, today we're gonna talk about five traits of a great startup leader and things that you can implement and do today. This is gonna be a shorty episode. I wanna give you these five kind of tactical, actionable um, practices that you can implement in your life today. Um, That's gonna help maybe shift a little bit your mindset on how you show up in your business and with your team if you have one. So let's dive right into it. I first want to share a little bit about why is leadership so important? It's something I'm really, I'm super passionate about because I've worked with startups my whole entire career. Um, And one thing I could say about founders, you guys, you know, you're a mixed bag. So founders have such diverse backgrounds that sometimes they don't have uh, all of the skills that's needed to really lead their company, right? And, and maybe you've butt up against this where you feel like you're really good maybe at one piece of the business and it's a little bit overwhelming to be the CEO, right? But listen, I want you to rest assured that leaders, they're not born, right? It's this idea of like the born leader. It is not true. There's a certain set of practices that you can implement in your life and business that's going to help you train to be a better leader. I've done this myself. Like I was always, I'm always like a pretty outgoing person, like a pretty outgoing kid, right? But that, and and adult, but, and so I assumed that I would be a great manager and a great leader. And as I started leading teams and working with different people around the world, I felt, I discovered that you know, I just because I was outgoing did not mean that I was a good leader. There's a lot of things that I had to learn and practices that I had to change in my life and in myself that's actually developed me into a better leader. And I'm not saying that I'm the best leader, but at least I, I feel like I'm moving in a direction where every week that passes every month, every year, I believe that I'm getting better and better on not just like being a leader so people like working with me, but being a leader so I get the most out of the people that I work with, okay? And that's sort of where I wanna focus on for you. You know, even if you don't have these visions of being this like leader on the top of the hill, think of it in the sense of like a good leader is going to get the most out of their people and their people are gonna be happy to work with, with you and happy to be building with you. 
So let's get into it. The five practice, the five practices you can implement. So number one is adopting a growth mindset. Okay. So this one I think is so important as a human being, as someone that owns a company, I'm sure you've heard this phrase that entrepreneurship is like the biggest um, project in self-development that one could go through. And it's completely true because you're butting against all of these different things, right? You're butting up against imposter syndrome. You're butting up against um, your money mindset. You're butting up against this idea of like what it means to be be a leader, what it means to grow a company, right? And oftentimes there's a lot of barriers that you have to break through. But in terms of leadership, I want to go back to this idea that leaders are made and not born. So just as I said, in my own case, like I've been learning how to be a better leader. And then it's an active project. It's a, it's the active sort of reflecting on what you're doing well and what you're not doing so well, and then making a concerted effort to improve those areas that need improving. So that may look like, you know, reading a book about management or reading a book about leadership. That could mean, you know, taking courses about leadership or um, implementing certain systems and sticking to them. This is a really big one, right? Like, creating processes and stuff, but then actually following through with those processes. There's a lot of big and little ways that you can show up as a leader. But the first most important thing is having that mindset. First, accepting that, yes, you are a leader and that it is the most important role that you're going to play in your company. And so getting comfortable with leading people and being conscious of improving yourself as a leader is going to pay itself back in the future tenfold. And by the way, we're talking about leadership. When I talk about leadership, it doesn't matter if you're just leading yourself. Like if you're at the very beginning stages of building your startup and you're just alone in your in your home, there's a ton of of leadership that goes into leading yourself. And that that's like the first step, right? In, in order to be able to lead other people, you need to be able to have that discipline and that consistency with yourself. Okay, so adopting a growth mindset. Okay, number two, once we have team members on board, okay, and even if it's just one person, I want you to invest time in building rapport and trust with your team. This means taking time whenever you're together in a meeting, just allocating a few minutes to getting to know them and who they are. We have to remember, we're all working remotely now. I mean, most of us are working remotely, right? So we don't have those moments where we can build like real human connection. And especially in startup world where maybe you're not like paying the biggest salaries, you really need people that believe in you and believe in your mission, believe in the company's mission and that are excited to, to learn and grow with you, right? So establishing that and building that, taking that time to talk to your teammates, it is so, so valuable. Okay. Another important thing in building rapport and trust is discovering what motivates them. Like talk about their lives, the values that they have, what are the visions they have for their future? Really investing in this relationship is it's going to pay you back tenfold, just like all these leadership practices, because Finding the right people, it's like the difference between success and failure. 
And if you don't invest this time in your people and you build that, that trust, well, they're going to move on to the next thing. And that's going to be tough for you because finding great people, onboarding them, it's costly. It takes a lot of time. So if you find good people, do all that you can to keep them, like build that relationship with them. And doing that is going to make that person feel part of something. And they're going to make them feel appreciated and acknowledged. So number three, be conscious of providing clarity on the goals, roles, and expectations. So when you bring someone into your company to work with you, assume that they don't know anything. Even if you have a job description from when they applied, be clear when they start the role and exactly what their role is and even better what their goals are for the quarter and break down those goals into bite-sized chunks with them week by week with due dates. You want those people understanding like exactly what they should be working on at all times. That's going to help set expectations for them. And it's going to help them feel more comfortable and confident in their role. And then you're going to get the most out of them. Number four is holding regular meetings. And this sort of goes back to building the trust factor, right? Be consistent. Do not cancel meetings. Be respectful to your people. And know that chasing and trying to organize meetings is a waste of time, is really tough. So I really would say inconsistency as a leader, like being in a meeting, uh, or sorry, canceling meetings or like showing up very differently, like not having a clear agenda. These are, these two actions per, per, um, create insecurity in your team members. You have to know that you're leading, you're the captain right? You're going to set the tone. If you're disorganized and messy, it's going to give them license to be disorganized and messy too. You do not want that, right? And the fifth thing, which is the hardest for me, but I know it's very important, is to practice asking good questions and listening. As the leader, as the founder, you kind of know what needs to be happening. You just want people to do it, right? But it is going to be really worth it if you get into the mentality of creating the team and bringing people into the fold, that means like getting curious about what their ideas about a certain goal or how things are executed. We need to respect people's experience and their ideas. And there's so much like creativity and knowledge that can come out of just looking at them as equals, not as executors that just to do have to do exactly what you say. And this, I believe this is even for assistants. I'll give you a good example. An assistant is probably much, much better at creating systems and being organized than you are. So listen to them about how they might organize or, or execute, like implementing a certain system or different processes in your biz business. They would have a really good they could have some really good feedback. And even more so, even assistant level could have some good ideas or feedback about your social media or about a sales page or whatever. Like, again, you don't want to take everyone's like ideas and, and immediately change what you're doing, but there is something so valuable and special about just like listening, listening to what other people's ideas are and giving them the space to, to express like themselves in their role because it's going to help them feel just like a part of what you're doing. 
but also a lot of really good creative ideas can come out of it. So just to recap, these are the five practices for first-time leaders that I think that you can implement right away, right? And again, a team could be leading one, could be leading 10, could be just leading yourself. So you can, you can do a lot of these things. You can even like, you can pivot them a little bit. Like for example, um, hmm, clarifying goals and roles and expectations. Even if you're working by yourself, you can and should write down what are your, what is your role exactly? Where's your highest power and what you're doing, right? And what are the goals that you have for yourself? So anyway, to recap, number one, adopting a growth mindset, so important. Number two, investing time in building rapport and trust with your team. If you're working alone, doing that, building rapport and trust with yourself looks like creating a plan and sticking to it. If you create a plan and stick to it, you're going to build confidence in yourself. You're going to build trust in yourself that you can do it. So it's really worth paying attention to if you're leading yourself. Number three, clarifying goals, roles, and expectations for yourself. Number four, holding regular meetings. Even if you're alone, make sure Monday is the date with yourself where you're going to look at your goals. You're going to look at your scorecard, review the data, no fail, same time every week right? It's going to build trust, that consistency, and also be very helpful for you to be focused on those most important metrics and most important goals. And last but not least, practice asking good questions and listening. So if you're by yourself, just practice asking good questions and be thoughtful. Be thoughtful about understanding what's going on in your business and try to get that next layer of asking why, why is that happening? Why didn't we reach that goal, et cetera. And then you can go do the research um, to try to uncover the answers. So that's it for today. Wanna remind you free resource on the website, uglyventures.com backslash go to market, all one word, G-O-T-O-M-A-R-K-E-T. You can grab your free uh, go to market strategy checklist which is a really great resource, has me on video there explaining like how to build your go-to-market strategy, which lots of great resources, like links to other videos and other podcast episodes. So you can grab that totally free, U-G-L-I-B-E-N-T-U-R-E-S.com backslash go-to-market. See you back here next week. Thanks for checking in and uh, keep going. I know you got this. See you next week. You did it. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.